Hello, and welcome to the Eyes Are Emperor podcast series. I'm your host, Alana Margulies Snyderman, and with me today is Or Habib, partner and head of global innovation at Ariely Capital, a venture capital firm that invests in technology. Today, Or will share with us his outlook for VC investing in tech companies, including the greatest opportunities, challenges, how the firm is integrating ESG, DEI, and more. Hi, Or. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hi. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. So to kick off the conversation, tell us a little about the firm and how you got to where you are today. So Aureli Capital was formed by uh, family offices, uh, Eric uh, Bentov and uh, Evan Reynov. Uh, that's where the name came from, Aureli. And um, at the end of the day, the families have been investing in technology companies for a long time. But with the years, we realized that companies need more than just money. They need a whole village to help them grow and somebody to hold their hands and help them in many, many ways. So some people say smart money, but I think it's much more than smart money. It's more like the village approach and the entire holistic opportunity to open doors, offer mentoring, offer access to facilities. And um, at the end of the day, uh, we're looking at a global market. So uh, Aureli basically is composed of two different uh, arms, the capital arm, which invests directly into technology companies. And on the other hand, the innovation arm, which is in charge of leading uh, basically the, the acceleration process, the scale-up process, the entrepreneurship process. So we have uh, innovation centers and uh, technology hubs. Uh, working with amazing partners uh, all the way from governments to banks and um, funds, universities, academic institutions, R&D centers, etc. Great. Or given your focus on VC investing in technology, I'd love to hear your overall outlook for this space. I can say that uh, innovation is um, the forefront uh, of humanity. Uh, I think that when you look at humans, at the end of the day, the main thing that separates us from, let's say, many other living organisms is basically our brain and our ability to innovate and execute on it. So not just be creative, but the ability to make something out of nothing. I think that humanity also figured out a way to, to do it, some sort of a format that helps us take an idea into reality. And that's basically the startup world. If you look at a lot of books and um, uh, formats that uh, speak about it, such as The Lean Startup, they basically are a guidebook for human beings to take their ideas and make them a reality. So at the end of the day, if you ask me what I think about innovation, and I think the one thing that really uh, connects us all humans is that no matter what uh, socio-demographic uh, you are from, What's your academic background, if any? I think we're all united by our ability to innovate, our desire to innovate. It's burning inside uh, every human around Earth. And the job of companies like Aureli is really to become the execution platform, the, the platform on which or through which uh, human beings realize their human potential. And more specifically, or where do you see some of the greatest opportunities in your space and why? 
So in Ariely, we really look at innovation as uh, the main pillars of life. That's how we divide the global ecosystem. So main pillars of life means certain verticals such as health, for example. We saw a tremendous verification of the need in technology and innovation in the health sector. I mean, we just recently, humanity recently got out of the global COVID pandemic. Let's not forget that's a pandemic that completely grounded um, all of the different industries in, in the world and um, showed us the potential and not the good potential of the impact of uh, a global pandemic. And let's not forget that humanity found a cure um, for that pandemic within a couple of weeks, thanks to technology and innovation. The fact that it took, you know, several months to get to the market, you know, because of the trials and different regulations and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we found a cure within, you know, several weeks to a month to something that in any other generation would have completely paralyzed humanity for many, many years. Uh, so, you know, health is one of these verticals. Another vertical is food and agriculture. You know, agriculture is one of these uh, sectors that is going through huge changes. Um, the, my entire mother's side of the family are farmers. And, you know, we all know farmers as people who go to the field and get their uh, hands dirty, right? And work in, in the rain and in the sun and all that. But we, uh, we all see a huge change. Uh, farmers are becoming high-tech people. In order to manage a farm in the next few years, you need to know code. You need to know computers. You need to know AI. You need to be able to have 5G in your farm to get all the data and process it and to be able to know uh, not just how to fix your you know, uh, irrigation system, but how to fix your drone and your autonomous vehicles that are managing your farms. So it's a very, very interesting process. Uh, another process that you see in um, food tech, I mean, there's a company in Israel that is printing meat, real meat, and they're printing it. I'm talking tons. I'm talking uh, commercial level. You're standing in front of a machine, you press a button, you choose your sirloin steak, and within one minute, the machine prints it. That completely takes out the need in entire slaughterhouses or, you know, completely changes the ecosystem when you think about other applications such as, okay, how do we feed crew on a spaceship on the way to Mars? What are you going to do? You're going to pack food for, you know, many, many months of trip? That's a lot of weight. But if you take one machine that can print food, right, that covers it. Uh, but there's many, many other applications. So we're talking about food tech, we're talking about agri-tech, we're talking about healthcare. Another main vertical uh, that is very exciting is uh, space. I just touched upon it in, in, a, in a short uh, example with the food. But space is the new frontier of humanity and the implications uh, are cross-vertical. Okay, so space is the uh, accelerator for many, many technologies. For example, energy. In or, you know, anything that goes up to space has to be cutting edge, as small as possible, as light as possible, as efficient as possible, as cheap, you know, uh, to produce as possible. So at the end of the end, as trustworthy as possible. So basically, all the technologies that are developed for space, uh, for things like food, 
and energy and health and propulsion and all these things are taking humanity huge leaps forward. So I'll give you another example of a vertical that Ariel is very passionate about, which is, let's say, impact, anything that's impact, climate, for example, right? So we're dealing, look around the world right now, there's a lot of impact of the changes in climate on, on uh, food production, food security, desertification, countries such as Italy and other countries that are big producers of food are uh, finding themselves in situations where they have to use uh, technology to bridge the gap because their protocols, their food growing protocols that they've been using for some cases thousands of years are no longer relevant. And that's a big, big impact on humanity if we don't deal with that right now. So all these are examples of verticals that Ariely is very passionate about. We have innovation platforms, investment platforms, huge partners all around the world in each one of these verticals. And uh, we see it not just as a business opportunity, but uh, as a, a responsibility, social responsibility to uh, help humanity uh, push that forward. And one last sector that I'm passionate about is, um, is academia. Okay, academic institutions all around the world are basically huge mountains of knowledge. The top, humanity's top brains have been in these institutions for many generations. And um, since we got involved with many, many academic institutions, we met so many talented professors and doctors and researchers, and we realized that most of humanity's problems are already solved. They're just sitting in some academic institution and waiting to be commercialized and get out to, to the public. There are so many diseases that humanity already found a cure for. Uh, so many problems that humanity already found a cure for. But they just haven't found the right business model to get commercialized and find their way into the public's hands. And that's another huge responsibility that I really see is if we can make an impact there and help to bring more of these amazing solutions and solve some of humanity's largest problems, that would be an accomplishment that, that we'll be very happy to take part in. Or on the other hand, what are some of the greatest challenges you face and how do you conquer them? Well, I think that uh, the you know, main challenge is how do you get to enough people because, you know, all these solutions, you know, and all these technologies and the greatest assets of any company in the world is, is the people, right? It's not the technology and it's not the patent and it's not their machines, it's the people. And, and how do you get to people? How do you educate people? I think that when, um, when we look around, you know, education systems all around the world, they're not necessarily teaching people for entrepreneurship. They're not necessarily providing us tools for entrepreneurship. Certain institutions definitely do that. Advanced institutions definitely do that. But when we look around us, and because it really works with many, many governments around the world, we see more and more the need to educate people to take risks. So one big challenge is a cultural issue. Like how do you teach people that failure is okay? Not only okay, if you don't fail, you know, in Israel, we have a saying <laughs> that if you don't fail twice before you're 30 years old, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> so 
how do you teach people that it's good to fail, that that's the road to success, that that's the road to find solutions, and that you cannot innovate by definition without challenging the status quo, without pushing the boundaries, and that comes, you know, hands in hand, right, with failure. And that's a big challenge um, because I can build the biggest fund on earth and have all the money in the world to invest in startups. But if I don't have good people that are educated for failure, for pivoting, for innovation, for taking risks, then that money is worth nothing, right? So, uh, and in our industry, you know what they say, it's, it's, we're not in the real estate industry. This is not investing in gold or in, um, you know, gas and oil. This is startups. And startups is a high-risk, high-reward industry, which means we're okay taking a high risk. We're okay with the fact that, I don't know, 90% or more of the investments will never realize or materialize. But the few that do need to change the status quo, right? That's why we always say it's not about evolution. It's about revolution, right? Don't take a certain... Uh, system or process or, or device and try to improve it. Change the industry. Challenge the status quo. Okay? If you want to build new cars, don't improve on a certain model of a car. Build a car that will transport people from point A to point B in a way that will completely disrupt uh, and, and set the new status quo, which is much better, you know? And, and that's, uh, these are challenges that I think are more towards education, because if we do the right education systems to human beings all around the world, humanity will experience a huge growth in innovation, which will come again. Uh, we will experience better life overall. Or we've covered a lot of ground today and wanted to see if you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us. Yeah, you know, there's... Uh, a final thought that uh, I would love to share with people that are listening and just remind us all that when you're going through life, you can choose which attitude to take. You have the attitude of, you know, like a, an apartment uh, renter, you know, you're renting your space on earth, which means, you know, it's comfortable, you're renting, you know, if you have a problem, you go, you complain to somebody, somebody comes and fixes your, you know, heating system or whatever. Or we can change our mindset and realize that all of humanity, all of the people on earth are not renting earth. We own our life. We own our future. And we have a responsibility as the owner, just like a homeowner owns the responsibility. If something breaks to fix it or to make sure it's better in the first place, humanity needs to figure out a way to change its mindset to ownership. If we own our future and we own our life on earth, then we realize that the only person we can complain to about our financial systems, our health systems, our transportation system, energy system is us. You know, we need to point our fingers at us. And my last message uh, for this uh, podcast um, is take an ownership. If you want to create a better future, you need, we need to do it, okay? Whatever you're passionate about. I meet amazing entrepreneurs, for example, in, in fashion. They realize that fashion is an amazing industry, but it has a lot of challenges, right? Uh, you have pollution, you have a certain social impact that it does. Uh, and people that want a better 
future in, in fashion, more accessible, less polluting, uh, you know, positive impact and go create one, you know, go innovate and create a better future. So I think taking ownership is my message. And if Ariely or any one of our teams can help anybody that's listening, you know, and provide advice or direction or anything else, that's what we're here to do. And uh, I want to especially thank you for this opportunity and for this podcast. And I think that delivering messages uh, to people about innovation and about making the world uh, a better place is uh, a huge privilege. So you're doing a great job. And thank you for this platform. Well, Ari, I wanted to thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And thank you for listening to the Isaac Amber podcast series. Visit IsaacAmber.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Isaac Amber podcast when we get down to business.